Welcome to the Church Solutions Podcast, brought to you by JSL Solutions. The Church Solutions Podcast is designed to help equip you and your church in the use of technology and other tools and services. And now, here are your hosts, Steve Lacey and Phil Thompson. Well, hello and welcome everyone to the Church Solutions Podcast. Hi, my name is Steve Lacey. And my name is Phil Thompson. We are here today to provide hopefully some encouragement, some uh, information, and uh, our purpose of our company, JSL Solutions, is to really enable you as a um, you know as a leader, as a volunteer, uh, especially when it comes to tech-related things. Uh, hopefully, help your church and your ministry prosper. Right? You know it. Yeah. So we're a company that provides streaming video through the uh, company called StreamingChurch.tv. We also have mobile apps, churchapplive.com, right? And then we have myflock.com, which is uh, website templates and church management. And uh, Steve and I have been in ministry for a long, long time. Yeah. Too long to count. Decades. Yeah. And soon we're going to have another product. We are. Stay we're gonna, tuned. Yeah, we are. We need to talk about that sometime. We'll talk about that. We'll leave people in suspense. Yes. New product is coming soon. For ministries. Exactly. Or it could be for anything, but yeah. Could be. Okay, so today, what are we going to talk about today, Steve? So today we're going to talk about the five essential qualities of a great church tech. Five essential qualities of a great church tech. So uh, these are some things we've got, we've got here that hopefully will help you or your team. Maybe you're not the church tech guy, but maybe some of this stuff could could encourage your tech people. Yeah. And who, who are the tech people? What is this when we say tech guys? So when I say, when I think of tech people, I'm talking about the people that actually operate the equipment, the sound, the video, uh, different technical equipment used for the presentation of your services. church services. That makes sense. So the sound guy is a very obvious one. Sound guy. Somebody running slides. Yeah, pro presenter. Yeah, pro presenter or PowerPoint or whatever. Media shout. Yeah, or the uh, streaming guy that's streaming doing guys. video switching. Yeah. yeah, doing video switching, streaming. Uh, those are the things that, that primarily come to my mind when I'm mm-hmm. thinking of I mean, lights can also be a part of that. Yeah, that's Lighting. true. Uh, and I don't know. I mean, in my church, we kind of make the... Tech people also in charge of the environment of the room. So the air conditioning, we have three air conditioning units. and mm-hmm. uh, Air conditioning is important, uh, at least in my opinion. That's another subject. But the environment of the room is very important, I think, for putting on a good presentation. But that's another subject. So so when we talk about you know the tech person here, that tech person is providing technical services. Uh, it's operation of the equipment. That's the number, the first point, right? That's the first point. Provide technical services. It is to provide technical services. Yeah, that's not a no, that's really a no brainer. We're talking about, you know, turning the system on and off, operating it for your events, for your services. Uh, That can also involve, you know, breaking down the the equipment, setting things up, tearing things down. Right. Powering Uh, things off, making sure they're stable. You don't leave an amp on for a week or something like that. Right. Which has happened Uh in my facility. But, uh, and if you're mobile, it's really important to make sure you take care of the equipment. Well, if you're mobile, I was part of mobile, couple mobile churches. So were you. So was I for a very long time. Yeah. So, uh, those things are important. So, uh, providing technical service. So that's a no brainer. That's easy. All right. Uh, let's talk about the second point. So number two, manage the equipment. So this is going to be involving maybe repairs, 
organizing thing, which is, I know that's a real important thing for you, organizing the equipment. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about how you organize our equipment. <laughs> I guess, uh, yeah, you'd probably call me a cable Nazi or something. But <laughs> I don't know. I uh, I like, especially with cables, I like to have cable. I, I hate to reach into a box and have, you know, 18 different tangled cables come out of the thing which is what you get when i come around yeah so i like wrapping cables up and securing cables and having a nice orderly organized uh setup so that i mean even when it's you know in use you can kind of see that oh this is the input number one because i can Mm -hmm. it's nicely laid out and Mm -hmm. and um you know organized that i can Mm -hmm. tell where where things are going and what's what and things are labeled Mm -hmm. so um that's yeah. yeah, and we've been through. I know that um, some time gets by, and well, that's actually getting into the next point. But yeah, that's what I mean well, by keeping your managing your equipment. Yeah, well, and and here's the here's the positive side to this, which I mean, it's all positive. But here's one of the benef- benefits, I guess, to managing your equipment, especially uh, it, it will help the wear and tear of the equipment. Uh, so when you're when you talk about uh, wrapping up microphone cords for instance or anything that's a cord you you've you've got these little velcro velcro strips yes that you've got on and you wrap up everything which is good i mean it's really good you can get things out Uh, to me one of the most benefits of being organized uh when it comes to managing the equipment everything is is when something goes wrong you're not frantically digging through piles and piles of crap excuse my french to try to get to the issue, yeah. To the issue. <laughs> yeah. Got this tangled mess of stuff going yeah. on, and yeah, I've got a cable problem, but I don't know right. which Where's, one of these 40 yeah, cables it is. Which zigzags around here and around somebody's chair and microphone. Yeah. So you've got that issue. And then also, if you need to replace a cable or replace something, if you've got things well-organized. And labeled. Labeled on both ends yeah. of the of the connections yeah. are really yeah. important. Uh, and, and then obviously maintaining equipment is good too, because, uh, you know, I've seen this happen at my church recently. There's something wrong with either a mic or a mic cable. We think it's a mic cable and somehow or another, they finally figure out, oh, it's not working. So they replace the cable, right? And this is, I'm talking about on the platform, you know, on the, uh-huh. on the stage, and then somehow or another, that cable mysteriously finds its way back <laughs> to its original place, and it's hooked up to a microphone. And then, you know, three or four weeks later, we're, we're fighting the same problem. <laughs> I, I don't know how that happens, but it, it like we disconnect it, and instead of either, you know, putting it somewhere where this needs fixed or throwing it away, yeah. I don't know, it somehow or another slithers, slithers back <laughs> at night his- and reconnects itself to a microphone and to a jack. It, it, it seems you yeah. know, to an input. I, I don't know, or an output. Yeah. I don't know how that works. But <laughs> organization, managing equipment is, yeah. is really, it's, it's important. Yeah, it's another so, pet peeve of mine. Yeah. My wife's got you know a bunch of pens in a thing, and if I pull out a pen and it doesn't work, it goes in the trash. Yeah, that's what I do now, too. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I hate to, oh, we'll put that one back and go try another one. Like, no, well, just and here's some things away. Here's something that I hadn't thought of, but it's really important probably, would be also manuals. So if you've got different equipment around, there should probably be some organization to, you know, the different pieces of equipment you have on the stage or in the sound booth. Uh, you probably ought to have a little filing cabinet where you have your manuals. Your manuals, yeah. And it's probably not 
you could even the most seasoned tech I think can learn a few things if they just maybe take one of those manuals home and read it during the week, <laughs> you know, and oh just to be like, oh, I had no idea that I could do it this way. Right. Um, so there's, I think there's a lot to be learned by just it, yeah, going through the manual. And, and organizing them so when you do need to find it, you'll know where it's at. And the other issue too is, okay, I, I understand somebody, I'm sure somebody's listening right now going, well, that's why we have the internet. We will just look it up. Okay, uh, that's good, but you still might want to have some kind of a system where you know what the part number is or right. the model number or you know exactly what it is. So when you are looking it up, you can type in the correct info. Right. And then you'll be able to, you know, find yeah. the right yeah. piece of equipment online so you can look at the manual online. And I think I, I mentioned this already, but labeling both ends of cables. Even you did even that. power cables, because Sometimes they'll go, oh, let's pull this uh, DVD recorder and go move it over here. And you pull the power cord and you're like, oh, I just pulled the power to the computer in the middle of a service. And so you want to make uh, sure that. That was my that was my next question when you mean label. So you're talking literally, you know, AC power or. Yeah, you would say, you know, DVR okay. power and okay. plug it in, you know, typically in a power strip. So you got six okay. things on this power strip. Uh, okay. And you got to move that DVD, DVD player somewhere else. Yeah. You you know, you're like, hmm, which one of these six things is the power to that? So it'd be nice to be able to look at right at the that connection and say, Oh, here's the DVD player and That's I can pull point. it and not not pull the power to the guy running sound. That's a good point. Yeah. Let me let me make another. You can do that at home as well too. Yeah, really. I should <laughs> I've done it behind our uh, stereo T V yeah. thing. I'm like yeah. I got those six connections and I'm like, I have yeah, my little office has the same. Otherwise issues. you get a chase the wires all from their mm-hmm. source to their end. Yep. Wow. Okay. So uh, as we talk about these essentials, five essential qualities of a great church tech, uh, obviously the, the first one is providing the tech services. The second one, managing the equipment. And then the third point is keep your space under control. What do we mean by keep your space under control? Well, I think under control, uh, for one, I know that um, you know we've actually been together here visiting some other churches out of town mm-hmm. yeah. and they were very protective of who was in the AV tech booth, which is a good thing. So kind of controlling your, your workspace and making sure that, you know, you don't have um, too many people crowding around that aren't playing a particular role yep. um, is one way to do that. Uh, keeping uh, distractions mm-hmm. to a minimum so that okay. you're not off, you know, checking your Facebook or something like that. So oh, that's kind of how I would interpret keeping okay. your workspace under control. Um, I was in broadcasting, as you know, for many years, and we, we had little, little, well, literally, we started an FM station. We had an AM going already. And so we didn't have any space to put the FM equipment in, station in. So we literally had a closet. We we, we actually put our first, our first, FM radio station we put inside a little closet <laughs> and I'm telling you that thing was tight and I used to always have to chase people out of there because you could get you could get two people in there but it was tight and three people was really tight and so uh, you know I when you talk about eliminating distractions I think a lot about as a manager of a, of a radio station how I used to always get on my disc jockeys and announcers about keep the distractions to a minimal. And that was before we had smartphones and, you know, right. mobile apps and stuff where people are always watching their Facebook page now. And right. Jack, and it's, so. and that goes into 
keeping trash and yeah. other things uh, out of your workspace. Well, I've seen that a lot over the years. I've seen that. I've gone back to sound booths and just stuff piled up. Right. <laughs> Sometimes well, for weeks and weeks. Broken mic cables. Broken right mic cables. <laughs> and just, yeah, yeah all okay. sorts of things are back there. And, uh, and, you know, I know it's hard, especially if you happen to have two or three volunteers, then it's really rough. You know, if you have multiple volunteers that take turns running sound or running different things, that is hard because you have two or three different people and, you know, they bring their stuff and leave it. And Mm -hmm. then you're like, the next guy's going, "Hmm, well, should I throw this out or keep it? And yeah, it's a challenge, but keep your workspace under control. That's a great quality of a great church tech person. So we got, we're five essentials. First was providing technical services, managing equipment was two. And number three was keeping your workspace under control. Yeah. Are you ready for number four? Fourth one. So these next two points are are really, to me, very important points. And then the first one, well, number four, the first one I'm going to emphasize is number four, communicate with your pastor and your worship leader communicate. (laughs) It was that movie. What we have here is a failure to communicate that famous line from that movie. I forget which one it was, but uh, to me, that's a big issue today in, in churches. Uh, there's just a very little communication going on Mm -hmm. and you know, the pastor may work really hard for his or her presentation. Same way with your worship leader. They're putting things together, trying to put a great presentation together, but if they don't communicate their needs, to the tech people, right? Uh, they're falling short, and so here's my here's my point, and that is, uh, it takes two to tango. So you might be sitting or going, if you're the tech person, you might be saying, "Well, they don't. Hey, it's not my problem. That's they true. don't talk to me." Right. Well, you've got to take the initiative. Right. So there's uh, actually a very good practice that occurs. I'm not responsible for it, but at my church, in that. Um, First, there's an order of the service, and it's going to vary every week. And so planned out to the minute is exactly what's going to happen when and who's going to play what song and who's the lead and who's going to, you know, who's backup singer and who's leading this other song. So we we go through and we have set up a pre-meeting. I think probably most of the churches do. Pre-service meeting? Yeah, pre-service meeting Mm -hmm. where we get the band, get the pastors that are speaking, the people that are doing announcements, and all the AV people together, and then we review. This is after we've gone through sound checks and made sure everything is working yeah. and mm-hmm. and life is good. But we just talk through the order of the service. Say, well, okay. we're going to start up with this. Um, Mike's going to come up and do these announcements, and, and the AV guy goes, you going to pick up the backup mic, or are you going to use your lapel? And I'll use my lapel. And so all of these, you know, you kind of clear that you you communicate exactly what's going to happen at every point in the service and so that everyone understands. And as you get to each step in the service, you can ask questions and, you know, should I have the words up for the worship song when we're going through communion or, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah, I think that's excellent. And, uh, of course, I was part of your church for years, and and, uh, I think that's a great thing. Now, there may be some people listening. They don't do that. They don't have that. So we would, first of all, suggest that, Maybe, you know, at, at what you're talking about, Steve, at your church, you guys have a lot going on. Uh, you have videos going and lots of different things going on. There may be some people listening. They don't maybe have that much going on, but there's still things they need to know. Right. So if you're not, I would really recommend that you do some kind of an order of service pre-meeting. I mean, I do that at my little church too. Uh, if 
you can't do that for some reason or, or it's just not working, you still need to take the initiative <laughs> to find out what's going on. Right. And, and so it's easy to say, well, it's their issue if they really have something they can tell me. But I think part of the job as, as a tech person or tech people is you're trying to you're hopefully you have the idea and you have this thing in your heart that you're trying to make the experience great for everybody, right. including your pastor, including your music team, and, and including visitors. And what's unique to this position is the better job you do, the more invisible you are. Exactly. So it's yeah. only when you make a mistake that everyone turns around and yeah. goes, why don't you turn on his mic? You know? Right. <laughs> or feedback or something's going on. Yes. There's an awkward silence because some slide was supposed to go up and didn't go up or some video was supposed to play and didn't play. Right. So the better job you do, the more invisible you become. Yeah. So. so it really is a behind the scenes team effort. And so, you know, I'm sure you've probably heard a lot about it. It's a team effort. It's a team effort. And it is a team effort. But, you know, most of the time people, most of the time the tech people don't get a lot of credit. Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry you don't. (laughs) But that's really the way life is when you're a tech person, when you're a behind-the-scenes person. You're not going to get a lot of credit. Uh, Now, if you're a leader here listening to this, if you're a pastor, I'd encourage you to give your tech people some credit as much as possible. Give them some love, yeah. do whatever you can to encourage them. But the reality is, you know, you're, you're a team player if you're a tech person and, right. and your job is to really be a part of the vision of the church. And if you don't like that, then maybe you're in the wrong, <laughs> you're in the wrong ministry. Maybe if, if I can be so blunt about that, because it's not about you. You know, and it's, it's really not, it shouldn't be about anybody. It should be about God and, and, and encouraging people, you know, but, but, uh, the bottom line is it's, it's part of, uh, uh you know, it's part of, of, of being a part of the, the church. Right. You know? So, which uh, kind of goes into number five, I guess, yeah. doesn't it? So that number four, communicating with your pastor and worship leader, worship leader number five yeah. is protect your attitude. Yeah. It's this segue, segues perfectly in what we're talking about it because it's really an attitude issue. The bottom line is an attitude issue. And, and I, there's something about, and I've been involved with tech people, you know, like I said, I was involved in radio and, and I worked with a lot of engineers and, and you can recognize a a radio engineer just by the way they talk uh, and the attitude they have, right? Well, there are, (laughs) I, I tell you what, my first probably 10 years of radio, uh, the engineers I had, they were pretty cocky. They were pretty, honestly, pretty arrogant uh, people. And uh, I, I did. I've had some good engineers. You know, I was in radio for about twenty years, so I, I had some really good ones that weren't didn't have an attitude. So I don't want to paint the picture that everybody that's a tech person has an attitude. But let me say this: I think a lot of times, if you're in tech, whatever it might be, radio, church tech, whatever, computer tech. <laughs> It's sometimes it's easy to kind of begin to get an attitude of oh, these people. I've told them this over and over again. You know, why don't they get it? Mm-hmm. You know, because you're living in an environment, but they're not in that environment. And so you may eat, sleep, and drink tech, whatever it might be. But those people outside of that environment aren't. Right. So it's foreign to them in a lot of ways. Right. So it's easy so, to have this attitude is, what's wrong with these people? You know? Are they stupid? Are yeah, they, yeah. yes. It's easy to follow gotta, that. Yeah, because uh, they, they, 
develop a, an arrogance. Yeah. We've had. <laughs> well, I, I've known a guy, I hope he's not listening, but I've known him for 20 some years and, and, uh, you know, I, I bumped heads with him years ago, many years ago, cause I was the new kid on the block and I was leading the music team. And, and, you know, I bumped heads with him because he was the expert, so-called expert, you know, but I've, I've seen that same attitude over the years with the same guy. <laughs> he's a great guy. I mean, he's yeah. a wonderful guy, but I, when he gets behind that, when he puts his tech hat on, he gets a little cocky and because he's even been doing it even longer now, <laughs> he still feels like he knows what's right and you don't. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's probably, it's you know who I'm talking about, oh, yeah. right? Yeah, <laughs> it's very common. And I think one of the, the virtues that you want to try to exercise is patience. Yeah. If so, you're a tech person, yes. Yeah, if you're you the should. tech you, person, yeah. you want to exercise your patience. Yeah. We've had, I mean, even within our company, some of the tech people that we've dealt with mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> are just... Yeah, they remind me of some of the old radio engineers I used to work with. Yeah, you know, they like, just kept saying, "Yeah, push the green button. <laughs> push the push gre- the green button." <laughs> yeah. I've been doing this for a couple of years. I know how to push the green button. It's not working, but yeah. So <laughs> you know, and again, it's it's just it's the way it is. But I think uh, what was I getting at here? I, I think you know. Now you're you're really a good example of this because you you're a tech guy. I mean, you were in engineering. You're in the aerospace industry. Uh-huh. You do tech stuff all the time here. And you're very patient with me because I'm not a tech guy per se. I mean, some people think I am, and I guess I have become more technical over the years. But you've been very you're very patient. You're not very patient when you're driving down the road. I'll see that. I'll say that much. Steve's got this Mustang that he's souped up. And every chance he gets to punch it, he does. But uh, but other than that, you're really very patient with people. <laughs> You sound like my wife. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't know what she sounds like when it comes to that, but I can imagine. So, uh, you know, it does. It, it's protecting your attitude is what yes. it is. So it's easy to complain. It's easy to gossip. It's easy to talk trash about, you know, the, the worship leader is just, you know, doing his own thing up there. It's easy to criticize your leadership team. It's easy, easy to criticize your pastor, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are easy things to do. <laughs> Uh, you know, I used to say this all the time. You may think you have the spiritual gift of criticism, but that's not right. You don't have a spiritual gift of criticism. You may have the gift of criticism, but it's not spiritual. Right. <laughs> and so it's easy to fall into it. I have fallen into it, it, it at it, times. Yeah, it takes years. I mean, typically the younger guys or the newer guys are going to be, won't have that attitude. It's just after you're the seasoned veteran, you, yeah. you kind of start to get that attitude going. Well, you know, and you, it's, you get busy and you're, you're lots of things going on. And I mean, I, you know, here's the deal. A lot of times I'll, I, I'm, my job at my church is to get there early and make sure everything's set up. I, I oversee the tech team. I oversee everything as an executive pastor, which, you know, I put about 10 hours a week in because it's a part-time deal. So I'll come in a lot of times early and, and, uh, you know, the sound guy, for whatever reason, isn't there right away. And, and the, the Annie and the team is trying to do music. And they're like, can you turn this up? Can you turn me down? Can you turn him up? Can you, I, why am I getting this buzz in my ear? Mm-hmm. You know, and, you're, and, and I've got other things to do. And I'm like, you know, can't you just, you know, here. You know, I, it's easy to fall into that attitude is right. what I'm getting at. So it, it, you just have to really protect your attitude. And, uh, you know, we all have problems from day to day. But uh, excellent service does everything possible 
to make sure the same problems don't happen twice. And so try to stay on top of things, try to fix things as a church tech guy. And, you know, if you need help in areas, you really need to communicate it to, to your leadership. Mm-hmm. Uh, because some of you are feeling overwhelmed right now. I understand that. And that may or may not change, but at least try to share the burden with some people. And if you approach them in a humble manner, uh, maybe you can get some relief. I don't know. So Mm -hmm. anyhow. Yeah. So I guess another thing you should just recognize that you're a conduit to exercise the vision of the pastor or the worship team. And it kind of goes back to if you're doing a great job as a conduit, nobody even knows you're there. But as soon as you, you know, start falling apart, then, then. But, yeah. but you're not, you're not the reason people are coming to to church on Sunday. Right. You're just you're just a conduit to implement yeah. the vision. And it's very important. But you know, again, you don't get a lot of credit. But it's very important. Let me just say one thing, and we'll wrap up here. I would encourage you, you know, if you're having issues, try to talk about those issues with, like, especially personnel issues. Try to talk with those people after the services are all over with. You know, because one of the things that will really create a just a, a bad taste in people's mouths is if you're having this tension between either your worship leader, you know, if you're a sound tech guy or whatever, or whatever you're doing as in the tech department, if there's tension between the pastor and the tech people or tension between the music people and the tech people, it, it, it will hinder them. You know, they might be big enough to get over it and put on a good presentation, right. so to speak, but it can, it can certainly hinder things. Plus it's, I mean, as soon as you go live, the stress level goes up for everybody. It does so for everybody. Service yeah. is underway, so you don't want to be dealing with. But that if you're sort bickering with somebody, you know, and you're trying to, you're trying your best to worship, and you're trying to put on a, honestly, a good experience for people. Other people in the congregation can pick up some of that stuff. If you've got issues, there are some people that can pick that up, and and it's like you know, again, it just creates a sour taste for everybody. So try to work on those personal issues. Uh, personnel issues, try to work on those, you know, after the services are long done or, or sometime during the week or something. I don't know. Anyhow, we're out of time. So, okay. So, uh, if you've got questions or you want to add something to this list of great qualities of a church tech person, love to hear from you. If you disagree with some of the stuff we're talking about, Hey, we'd still love to hear from you. We have, we, we try to protect our attitudes. So, so send us an email, support at streamingchurch.tv. That's one of our emails, support at streamingchurch.tv. People can find us on iTunes. They can just go to iTunes, look for Church Solutions Podcast, subscribe to our podcast. It's usually every week, and you can rate us and all that good stuff. Find us on YouTube, look for streamingchurch.tv on YouTube. Look for newmediaministries.tv, another little platform we're on. And, uh, well, we got lots of them. And let us hear from you. We'd love to hear. All right. That was right. great. We're done. Uh, so Steve and I will be back next week. Thank you so much for spending a little bit of time with us. We sure appreciate you, and we hope that you have a great week. I'm Phil Thompson. He's Steve Lacey. Take care. We'll talk to you next time.